Let's Science is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. We live in a universe of scientific wonders. Every day, scientists are inching towards breakthroughs which can change our lives. We're playing our small part in sharing these wonders with you. That's why today is a fine day for science. So let's science. So Caroline, topic that I love, exoplanets. I really, really want to see an image of an, an exoplanet, not a painting, like mm. from James Webb one day. Mm. However, yes. over to you. Tell us about the latest discoveries in the area of exoplanets. So... Okay, I have to say, this topic was inspired by my son, Harry. So, like, every night before he falls asleep, he wants to talk about space. It helps him to fall asleep. Mm. Whose fault is that? (laughs) I may have inspired him a little bit. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we talk about black holes, we talk about stars and planets and anything else he can think of, really. And then he'll ask me questions like, Mum, can a galaxy be eaten by a black hole? Or what would happen if Saturn was where the moon is now? Or what does the moon do for Earth? Or what would happen to us if Mercury didn't exist? Great questions. You know, the usual kind of questions that an almost nine-year-old wants to know the answers to. Mm. And And did you reply by saying, fetch me a cup of water? Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) Usually... I'm half asleep at this time <laughs> and I have to get my science brain out. Yeah. And we talk about it. You know, we talk through what could happen. We talk about gravity. We talk about all of these things. And, you know, it is fun to talk about these things with him. And, you know, he also, another thing he likes to do before we sleep is like to watch YouTube videos about space. And, you know, and usually this is where, you know, the questions come from. You okay. Know. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So today this episode is dedicated to Harry and... Yes, I wanted to talk about exoplanets because it's one of the things he loves to talk about. And, you know, he knows so much about it. It's 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 really cool. It's really cool that my little boy loves them. <laughs> so we have to talk about them today. So really, exoplanets are basically defined as planets that don't orbit our sun. So all the planets in the universe, except for our planets in, this, in our solar system, are exoplanets. And many exoplanets have been found by various research bodies and by different methods. And two of the most common methods are gravitational microlensing and the transit method. So briefly, the microlensing is one of the more commonly used methods for indirectly detecting exoplanets. It relies on the gravitational force of distant objects to bend and focus light coming from a star. Mm. As a planet passes in front of the star, the light dips measurably, which then can be used to determine the presence of a planet. And this method is best used for planets that orbit far from their host stars. And it's also a good technique for discovering rogue planets. And rogue planets are those planets who are not gravitationally bound to a star. They might have been flung out of their solar system, you know, through gravitational interactions with other planets. There might not have been enough room, so out you go. Um, (laughs) Then there's the transit method, which measures a drop in the starlight caused by planets with orbits that are oriented in space in a way that they periodically pass between their stars and a telescope. This method is also useful for revealing the sizes of planets as well as their orbital periods. So let's talk about a few of these exoplanets. 
Now hold on, okay? We're going to go on for a little. We're going to go for a little journey. All right. At what? Let's talk. <laughs> yes, it will have to be because these are all yes, quite far oh, away. Yeah. So let's talk about one called Wasp Twelve B. Okay, they all have interesting names. <laughs> so this planet is a hot Jupiter, meaning it's a hot gas giant orbiting very close to its star, and the star is WASP-12. This one was discovered on April the 1st in 2008 by the Super WASP Planetary Transit Survey. This hot gas giant is almost two times the size of Jupiter. So imagine Jupiter, double it. Oh, wow. That is a big (laughs) planet. Incredible. Massive. It's 600 light years away and found in the constellation of Auriga. It takes this planet about 1.1 days to orbit its star. Wow. And it's so close to its star that it has a temperature of... 2,210 Celsius or 4,000 Fahrenheit. It's a bit hot. Uh, yeah. Hot. Okay. Not a holiday destination. No, definitely not. No. no. We may not no. want to visit this. Look at it from afar. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, the gravitational forces acting on the planet by its star are so strong that it has a huge tidal force that shapes the planet into an egg shape. Oh. So it's egg-shaped Jupiter. The star... Oh is slowly causing the planet to swell and break apart while its atmosphere is being stripped away. Oh, wow. Mm. The star WASP-12 is actually gradually consuming the planet, and in about 10 million years, there will be no planet left. (laughs) They've got time. They've got time to solve the problem. (laughs) So we have 10 million years to figure out how to go (laughs) and have a look at this planet before it disappears. Isn't that amazing? Crazy. Yeah, that is I love incredible. This. I mean, it's crazy. Even being bent in, like, or transformed into an egg yeah. shape because of the, the strong That's a massive that's star so, doing yeah. that. No, that's a that's very hungry cool. star. Yeah. It's me. Very, very yeah. hungry star. Wow. Our, our solar system is nice and quiet place to be. So I'm happy yeah, to be here. That's so. <laughs> 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 yeah. want to eat us. <laughs> yeah. No, thank God. Mm. Okay, so the next one HD 189733B. Okay. Great name. <laughs> this one, yes, was discovered in 2005 using the Hubble Space Telescope Imaging Spectrograph. So on the surface, this exoplanet appears like a pretty deep blue orb. It's 64 light years away, and it is also a hot gas giant, slightly bigger than Jupiter. It orbits its star in 2.2 days. So the weather on this planet is quite fierce. You think our weather at the moment is crazy? <laughs> Listen to this, okay? <laughs> it has winds that blow up to 5,400 oh, no, miles per hour no. <laughs> or two kilometres per second or seven times the speed of sound. Yeah, but great for sailing. <laughs> yes, great for sailing. Okay, no, forget it. No, no, no the sound waves will kill you. No, forget it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, Amazing, though. Amazing. Yeah. Its atmosphere is much bigger than expected and is slowly being stripped away by its star as it's bombarded by solar radiation. Ooh, so this one's wow. being stripped away. The blue colour comes from silicate in its atmosphere, which mm. forms molten glass after being heated up by its 1700 Fahrenheit or 930 degrees Celsius temperature. So not only would you have to contend with the amazingly strong wind, but you'd also need an umbrella that can protect you from glass rain. Whoa. So, yes. Yeah, I don't think we've invented that yet. Whoa. No. <laughs> so, yes, that's another one put on your travel yeah. list, maybe. <laughs> 
Yeah. Maybe. If you're tired of the cold. Come and see our molten glass rain. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get all the tourists. We complain yeah. about our rain. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm glad it's not molten glass. Yeah, well, yeah. All right. Yeah. When it rains, so, it hurts. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness me. <laughs> wow. So next on the list, we have HD80606B. This one was discovered <laughs> using the NASA Spitzer Space Telescope in 2001. It's located about 190 light years away from Earth in the constellation of Ursa Major. It is a gas giant exoplanet about four times the size of Jupiter. Double it and double it. Oh, my gosh. Double that. Okay. That is massive. Okay. The interesting aspect of this planet is that it has a highly elliptical orbit around its parent star, which is HD 80606. Hmm. It's thought that there may be another star in the system causing the orbit to be elliptical. So maybe one's pulling from one side and one's pulling from the other side. It takes about 100 days to travel towards its star. And then when it arrives, it passes by very closely to the star in a period of about 20 hours and then flings back out for another 100 days. Hmm. During its orbit, HD's 80606b experiences extreme temperature fluctuations. At its closest approach to the star, the planet is subjected to an intense heating, which causes the planet to heat up from about 500 degrees Celsius or 1,000 Fahrenheit to on approach to about 1,200 degrees or 2,200 Fahrenheit. And this fluctuation occurs with every pass by its star. It then takes about 10 hours for this planet to cool down as it passes away from its star. So, yeah, it gets cold. Then really hot hot for a while (laughs) and then cool down again and in an elliptical orbit. This is pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Uh, Just thinking, yeah, elliptical orbit, so it moves away. Does the planet, do we know if it spins at all or? Probably. I would assume. But, I mean, I don't know if they can detect that kind of thing from so far away. But Yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. I'd be curious about that too. Yeah, like if it behaves like a normal planet on this really odd orbit. I'd say so. It doesn't mention yeah. that it's a tidally locked planet. Some of them are, yeah. but yeah. yeah, that's the information I have anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to work out how an elliptical orbit of a planet works. That's fascinating. It's just, yeah. So instead of going yeah. round, round, so like yeah. a normal round, mm. the sun, mm. yeah, it'll be an oblong shape. It goes shape. out, right? It goes yeah, out. it'll, so, it'll what, go so? out. So it'll go... So, it, it passes yeah. by the sun really close, so it'll go round yeah. the sun, and yeah. then it has a long hundred days pass out. So it takes a yeah. hundred days to go long ways, yeah. right? And Does is that it make the gravity sense? of the star that pulls it back in? Is yes. that the idea? Or, I, yes. mean, I don't know if you know the answer to this, sorry. but like I It is if bound it, to its star. That's yeah, why yeah. it orbits, wow. right? Just interesting that it's not like a round, a nice how, yeah. happy round orbit like ours, right? That's why they think that possibly there is another star somewhere. That is oh. also pulling it, right? Oh my goodness me! Two, so, two stars on the wall. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh. yeah, which is un- not unusual for t- there to be binary systems. Actually, yeah. it's unusual for our solar system that we don't know of another star that's without exactly. star, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. I said usually yeah. stars, from what I've read. Mm. Yep. You know, they're usually binary systems. Systems. So, like Tatooine. That's why it's elliptical. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go on to the next one. GJ1132b. So this planet was discovered 
by the M Earth South Array team in Chile in 2005 and it was found using the transit method. This exoplanet is similar to Earth and is actually called a super-Earth. Now, a super-Earth is a planet which falls in the size category between Earth and planets like Uranus and Neptune. And they can have a variety of characteristics. They can be icy or rocky or have oceans and are more likely to be in the habitable zone mm. of their solar system. Cool. Okay. Mm. But being a super-Earth doesn't mean that the planet isn't necessarily habitable, habitable yeah. but it could be, mm. okay. right? Yep. So this planet orbits a dwarf star in 1.6 Earth days and it has a surface temperature of 137 degrees Celsius. Getting cooler. Be better. Be better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From the previous one. Be better. Yeah, yeah. Be better. Or 278 degrees Fahrenheit. It's believed that this planet has actually had two atmospheres, okay? So the first atmosphere of this planet was thought to be made of a thick layer of hydrogen and is quite large, making the planet actually about the size of Neptune. Goodness me. But this atmosphere was lost when its star was younger. It would have been much hotter and the radiation from the star would have stripped this atmosphere away. So then the planet has been reduced to the size of a little rocky Earth. The planet is so close to its star that the gravitational effects of the star create tidal waves that squeeze and stretch the planet to create violet volcanic activity. Gases from the volcanic activity coming from below the surface have actually formed a second atmosphere on this planet. So this is the first time a planet with a second atmosphere has actually been found. Wow. So the current atmosphere has an atmosphere of hydrogen, hydrogen cyanide and methane. So this little rocky planet lost its first hydrogen atmosphere but now has a new one thanks to the volcanic activity which helps to replenish the gases lost to space. Cool. Can you imagine these planets competing for tourists? Like, uh, you know, well, I know, yeah. right? You don't go there. Their atmosphere has cyanide. And you're like, well, at yeah. least we don't have molten glass <laughs> rain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Alternatively, bla- brag about the molten glass. Molten right? glass, yeah, that's but right. Anyway. <laughs> All right, let's travel to Very cool. last one. Ogle 2016 BLG 1928. Almost had a normal name until you got to the <laughs> yeah, end. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this guy is thought to be a rogue planet and it's the closest one to Earth. It's actually thought there are 20 times more rogue planets than there are stars in our galaxy. Oh, oh wow. These planets just roaming around, okay? Mm-hmm. And about 4,000 exoplanets have been discovered in the last 30 years. So it was found by the microlensing technique in 2020 by Warsaw University and created a blip lasting 41 minutes, mm. indicating that this is a small planet estimated to be between the size of Mars and Earth. Mm. So massive planets observed by microlensing um, can actually take days Smaller planets or mediumish planets um, takes hours, and this gives an indication to their size. So the fact that this one only took about 41 minutes means it's a very small planet. Mm. The planet is thought to be rogue planet, but the researchers are actually open to the idea it could actually be a planet that is very far from its host star, and at the moment they're unable to find that star. It may be beyond the eight astronomical units away from its star. So in comparison, Earth is one astronomical unit away from the sun and an astronomical unit actually is defined as exactly that, the distance from the Earth to the sun, which is about 150 kilometres or 93 million miles away. 
Mm-hmm. So not much is much more really is known about this little rogue planet, but you know it'll be studied more in future. But they were just amazed that they found such a tiny one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a great find. Cool, yeah. cool, exactly. Cool. So there we go, a little tour of just a very very tiny sample of exoplanets in the Milky Way. <laughs> so cool. I, like I said, I just want James Webb to be able to take a, a, a snapshot of one of these, right? It's been taking yeah, so many amazing snapshots of yeah. planets in our solar system. Yeah. I just, yeah, it'd be so good if we could. Here's yeah. a planet you've never seen before uh, with your actual if eyes. James you know, Webb that, can, yeah. yeah, take pictures of another galaxies out there. He, not he, sorry. <laughs> he, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the telescope will be able to take shots of all these exoplanets for us that is slightly closer mm-hmm. for us to see. Even in our own galaxy, oh, like, yeah. we can only so far yeah. see the planets in our solar system. Exactly. And I remember yes, the excitement right. about seeing Pluto for the first time. Like, <laughs> yeah, that I remember, yes. Around the time Harry was born. Like, I'm still oh, excited about that. <laughs> that was so Imagine exciting. seeing another planet from another system or a what, rogue yeah. planet for that matter. That so, is yeah. so cool, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for that, Carolyn. That's uh, yeah. Exoplanets is just such a fascinating topic, really. Just the idea, you know, like emerging over time that we're finding more and more of these mm. planets either around stars or you know floating around space, just hobbling around, you know, doing their thing. It's it's so cool. So good. Awesome. Hopefully, we'll find out. You know, obviously, I mean, you know, in the next decade or two, we'll probably get so much more information. Yeah. So oh yeah. Look yeah, forward to. I'm sure you'll keep us up to date on the the developments as we hear more too. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Let's Science is brought to you by StarQuest Media and is a fortnightly podcast that brings you the scientific wonders of our universe from a distinctly Catholic point of view. For more from Caroline, Lindsay, and friends, listen to the StarQuest show, Catholics of Oz. Find links from today's show at sqpn.com slash science and find the Catholics of Oz at sqpn.com slash Oz. Be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. The generous donations of our patrons at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue Let's Science and all the shows at StarQuest, which makes our nonprofit mission possible. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Join us next time for more scientific wonders, and thank you for listening to Let's Science on StarQuest. Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy, Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World. Find the show wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash mysterious.